most of the time to reduce wiring, SIP safety will be the, the option to go. And that is because if you want to integrate a robot controller to your safety system, we're talking about at least 80 wires that you need mm -hmm. to put between your controller and the safety system. With SIP safety, you replace all that with just one Ethernet IP cable. Welcome everyone to the Operation Automation Podcast by Omron, where we're talking all things factory automation. My name is Kenny Heidel and I'm a channel development manager focusing on channel engagement. I've been with Omron for three years and have 12 years of combined factory and industrial automation experience. Sitting here with me is Carrie Lee. Hi everyone, I'm Carrie Lee. I'm the product manager for Sysmax Studio, NJNX Controllers, and NXIO. I've been with Omron for about two and a half years and have about 15 years of experience in automation. Carrie and I are neighbors at our Omron office and would often have conversations at the coffee machine or in the hallways where we would talk about products, new technologies and trends, and of course, the Chicago White Sox. We hope to recreate that time here on our podcast and share it with our listeners so that you can learn along with us. So whether you're pouring your first or your fifth coffee of the day, driving to your first appointment or walking the dog, we hope to help you start your day right with a little bit of fun, and hopefully you'll learn something new too. So Carrie, I think we have a very, very interesting guest today. And is it, is it song time? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes, I think it's always song time in my book. We can dance if we want to. You can leave your friends behind. That's all I know. <laughs> pretty good i need the actual song with with the information but um all right everyone we have a an excellent guest today we have uh, pamela horbakovsky she is a product manager for safety components and safety controllers with omron and she is here to enlighten us on integrated safety that's kind of where the safety dance comes into play though i give 150 percent credit to carry on <laughs> you, you're the talent got the <laughs> put quotes around town right <laughs> um uh so pam if you want to uh kind of introduce yourself to the listeners and give them a little bit of information about your background okay thank you carrie kenny uh i have been with Omron for almost six years as a product specialist and then as a product and service leader for safety and now as a product manager for safety fantastic so before we get into the, uh, the all the tough questions we're going to ask you about safety, I'd like to just kind of start off with some fun questions to get to know you. So Pam, what's been your go-to pandemic food order? Uh, you know, the pandemic gave me the chance to discover a lot of new flavors over the last year, but I would say that my favorite place is a small sushi place in Des Plaines, uh, Oba Sushi, where I discovered the fire roll with spicy tuna and the salmon roll with salmon and avocado. Those are amazing. Wow, way healthier than what I've been doing in pandemic, but it sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. After this podcast, we will be going to get sushi at our new sponsor. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right, so Pam, if you have to get a lot of work done, what is your favorite music to put on? What's your jam? Oh, my gen music to get job done. Uh, I would say that is, uh, so I really like electronic dancing music mm. for that type of situations. So I would say the Muse 
Daft Punk and the Chemical Brothers are kind of my favorites. Are the ones that help me to get things done on time. So nice. What do you think about nice. Daft Punk going into retirement or breaking up or whatever? It broke my heart oh. when I saw that news this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> so I guess we should probably get down to it. Um, so how about just to start, can you give our listeners just an overview of what integrated safety is? Yes. So integrated safety um, is a different way to approach machine safety, I would say. Uh, I think one of the most common challenges for manufacturers and system builders is that they think about safety at the end of the project, at the end of Mm -hmm. the design, at the end of whatever they're doing. And integrated safety is about start thinking about how you're going to handle your functional safety requirements from the beginning. So that gives you a chance to reduce cost, save time, and be more efficient during the design, installation, and everything. So Integrated safety is about taking advantage of having um, one integrated uh, development environment for your entire, you know, control and safety program, uh, how to make more efficient validation, and how to then simplify troubleshooting in the future. Great point. It's interesting when you talk about thinking of it at the beginning. Who typically is driving that? You know, is it going to be the controls engineers or like a safety engineer that's kind of convinced the controls engineers to bring in the safety? Well, that is a really good question. It has been always kind of a gray area. Mm-hmm. So here in the U.S., because of OSHA, machine safety is kind of the responsibility for the end users. So if you're going to have a machine on site, uh, then you need to take over that uh, safety requirement for your site to be compliant with OSHA and other regulations. Uh, so it has been driving bar safety engineer most of the time. But it, it can be really challenging because you have a machine that is done, mm-hmm. is up, is ready to run, and now mm-hmm. you need to add safety. And sometimes it's not so easy. It will depend how complex is your system. And sometimes your requirements will evolve or change from the design to actually having the, the system running. Interesting. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem <laughs> safety always sometimes, uh, obviously, we both manage safety products. Safety does seem like an afterthought. It's kind of like a, oh, shoot, I have to put that on there. Exactly. Uh, that happened most of the time. So yeah. so integrated safety, about having that opportunity to think from the beginning? Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Now, one uh, one question we had, you know, the integrated safety webinar, obviously, if you have not seen it, please visit our, our website navigate to our webinar section where there's a fantastic recording that Pamela has done. You know, what are, what are some of the biggest challenges you kind of encounter uh, with these end users? Really resistance to just saying, I, you know, instead of just putting a one-off safety component here and there, what resistance do you see of implementing a true integrated safety solution? So customer used to design system thinking about production and quality requirement without having safety as part of their main focus during that process. So mm. m- much of the time, safety became that gatekeeper. What is between having the machine up and running and signing the buy-off? How can I achieve that? And safety is part of that requirement. Mm-hmm. Now, the challenge about integrated safety is that that uh, push you to have a different approach when you're designing the system because now you you need to start thinking about what are my functional safety requirements 
So mm -hmm. I'm going to have this robotic application. How are we going to do the integration for the safety portion of the system? Or how are we going to make sure that my maintenance people will be able to troubleshoot in a simple, easy way the system without being expo exposed to additional hazards? So start thinking about all that when you're on the design stage of your machine. It's going to be challenging. And that is, I would say, that is the major change when you're thinking about integrated safety instead just standalone systems. So it's almost like flipping the script, right, of um, these machine builders or potential end users, right, are typically thinking about the cool machine that they're designing. And at the end, putting safety is really almost like a paradigm shift that you need to like safety needs to be part of that entire process. Exactly. So you mentioned earlier about OSHA. And so I guess, um, and how they're kind of sending the requirements. So once the machine comes in and the end user is, uh, you know, trying to verify that their safety system is, is valid, how does that work? What does that validation process look like typically? Well, so the validation and verification process are part of the risk assessment process. Uh, so you cannot say that you have a machine that is safe until you run that verification and validation. And so imagine that you have an assembly line with several safety zones. So that means that each safety zone will behave in a different way depending on some specific events. So doing the validation and the verification, that means that you want to test how the safety system is going to behave for the entire system and for each safety zone. Mm -hmm. So doing that testing on site means that you will need to have a, most of the time, the machine designer or the system designer, someone that knows the safety system. Mm -hmm. And have in mind that depending how complex is that, it might be that you need to bring someone else. So your system, so your designer won't be on site. So those additional challenges. And then you're going to have a team on site, maybe one, two, five people. Mm -hmm. So you will have people activating, deactivating devices over the line. You will have someone looking into the wiring diagrams, and you will have someone looking into the safety program. So it's going to be like, okay, now we need to check the emergency stop number one. And you mm -hmm. want to make sure that that is going to stop only safety zone number one. Mm -hmm. You're going to. Do, you will have someone actually doing that testing on site in front of the machine. You will have someone looking to that safety program that everything is, you know, giving you the right result. And mm -hmm. then you're going to have a kind of a checklist with the results. So, if we are talking about an assembly line, that is something that is going to take hours or days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's if it all goes right. <laughs> exactly. That is without having any surprises there. <laughs> And it does seem like Omron kind of has a unique uh, solution there to kind of speed up that that situation, right? Absolutely. We have a, a feature that is quite unique. It's online functional test. And what actually offer you is when we're working under Sysma Studio, we have a feature that will give you step-by-step -step on how to run that test. And it will be tracking all the results. So mm -hmm. that means that you can have someone that is not familiar really deep with the system design, but they will get all the instruction about what safety device they need to activate. They will record the result, and they will even have some space to make additional notes, and then they will have a chance to check the machine status. So there won't be 
it will be almost impossible that you miss to check mm. a safety device or you got a different result or you get confused. How much time does that save? That's awesome. Uh, that can actually help you to reduce between 35 to 50% of the time for a validation. Wow. Yes, and it can also help you to reduce the amount of people that you need on site because now you don't need to have someone looking to the program, someone looking to the wiring, someone in front of the machine. I didn't even think of that. Wow. Yeah, I know there's it's a lot of uh, a lot of indirect and direct cost savings there. Seems like it's a uh, it's a no-brainer, right, to implement that type of solution. Exactly. So, switching gears a little bit, you know, now we talked about kind of some of the challenges that you've seen. On the flip side, you know, what industries have you seen that have really been most receptive to working in, in implementing integrated safety solutions? So the automotive industry has always been the, the lead in integrated mm -hmm. safety solutions over the last 10 years or a little bit more. Uh, but I think that over the last two years, uh, a technology evolved and we have seen other industry to be more looking for ways to introduce more automation. Mm -hmm. That also implied that they need more safety and looking for ways to be more efficient. So we have seen that integrated safety having a big moment in machine tool, food and, food and beverage, packaging, uh, material handling, even entertainment industry. Wow. So really all like it's, it's kind of the, the up and comer at this point, right? The, that, that everybody's starting to realize um, integrated safety has such, such large uh, benefits to them. Absolutely, because you can save costs from the design, wiring, uh, troubleshooting. So, and people want to be more efficient, and integrated safety is one of those key points that will not only give you uh, those benefits related to cost, but also open the door to more flexibility for mm -hmm. your industry. So, mm -hmm. less of a look saying safety is a is an extra cost, right? That they have to incur. Exactly. So, Pam. I, one of the things I noticed that we talk a lot about with the SISMAC integrated safety is that we have both FSOE or fail safe over EtherCAT. Did I get that acronym right? Um, and then SIP safety. Is there like industries or certain types of applications or customers where um, there's a preference? Is there ever like a time where you should use both? Oh, that is a really good question, Carrie. Um, so when we're talking about SIP safety, uh, in the past, if safety was more related to robotic applications. So basically, if you have a robot controller, like uh, there is many options in the industry, right? So uh, most of the time, to reduce wiring, SIP safety would be the, the option to go. And that is because if you want to integrate a robot controller to your safety system, we're talking about at least 80 wires that you need mm -hmm. to put between your controller and the safety system. With SIP safety, you replace all that with just one Ethernet IP cable. So, safe safety, robotic applications. Um, now we have seen that we also have functional safety over EtherCAT. So, application that has motion, that require high performance, high precision, safety over EtherCAT is a great option. But what we have seen in the in the in the last year, I would say, is that customer looking to have hybrid system, a combination of both safety networks mm. under the mm. same environment. So. I have seen customers developing assembly lines with 12, 15 robots, and they want to use SIP safety to do that part of the integration. But then they have 
um, safety over Ethercat for all the other devices because they have they can support remote safety IO. They can have the benefit if they're going to have the mix of a motion application and they want to take advantage of that high precision, high performance, they, they can take over that with safety over Ethercat. So I think that in the future, we're going to start seeing more and more this type of application that have a mix of safety networks. Awesome. So that's kind of similar to what we do from the control side as well, right? Kind of optimizing the best of both worlds, it sounds like. Pam, I'm always interested in, you know, what's coming and Kenny, here's your chance to make fun of me. I'm going to ask about IIoT and Factory of the Future. <laughs> um, so what what do you see as the upcoming trends? I, I, I think you just mentioned the hybrid approach with the networks. What else? And, um, you know, when we talk Factory of the Future, it's that, you know, kind of vague concept. What does that look like from a safety standpoint? Well, for, from the safety perspective, I think that we're going to see three things happening over the next year. Uh, one of them it will be more intelligent safety devices. And so here I think it's a lot related to IoT, right? And mm -hmm. safety devices with, for instance, IOLink capabilities, ways to reduce the amount of tools that you require to troubleshoot or the ability to connect via Bluetooth with your safety light curtain to do diagnostic or check the, mm -hmm. the settings. So there will, there will be more and more intelligent safety devices. I think that is for sure. Um, the other one, I would say interactive safety. In the future, um, end users, machine builders, uh, they're looking for ways to be more efficient. And part of that is reduce the amount of dedicated platform for each piece of machinery. So they're looking to have one single environment where they can have everything there. And that also means that eliminate the need of dedicated tool for each type of device. So I have a, a piece of equipment, I need to use this specific software. I have another piece of equipment, I need that specific software. So from the training perspective for your maintenance people, there is a lot of investment and a lot of requirement. Um, if someone leaves the company, then you need to train someone new in those, all that list of tools. So having that ability to reduce that but also it's about reducing the need to use this, uh, your laptop to do troubleshooting for all those pieces of equipment in your machine. So looking for ways to do a complete restart of the system without using the laptop. Mm -hmm. I think we can do that today with a safety PLC, but I think that will become more and more common. Or same thing for, with the light curtains. You can install um, program a light curtain without using the software, the laptop, and that can actually help you to save a lot of time um, eliminate that need of dedicated tools. And I know even beyond that, right, I've heard of customers that, that can't necessarily have a laptop readily available to get out to the production environment. So it's almost not even like whether you can or not, like it, it's, it's trying to figure out that alternative local uh, solution. Exactly. Exactly. That is one of the most common challenges for maintenance team. So being able to achieve that, I think we're going to see more and more about interactive safety. Um, the third one is, I think we're going to see more about collaborative safety for fenceless solutions. So there is this trend where we want to reduce fences as much as possible on the factory floor. Mm -hmm. And that means that we are thinking about ways to have collaborative applications. That means that we're going to need collaborative safety. 
for some reason that makes me think of uh of terminator how do we and i'm gonna hold hold hold, you know stay with me here but like how do we coexist with the machines exactly but i would say in harmony right in harmony exactly that's the other pam's gonna protect us from yes (laughs) from the machines taking us out (laughs) well fantastic this is uh this is all great information pam and uh I hope you know uh, that we are not going to let you off the hook with, in this episode without having to answer some trivia, as, as has been very, very custom here. Um, so my trivia question today is, who was the president of the United States that helped found OSHA? Oh, I don't recall that one, Kenny. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It was actually, and this was very surprising when I looked it up, Richard Nixon. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. When uh, when Carrie and I were talking about that, when mm-hmm. we saw that answer, we were both like, huh, how about that? <laughs> yep. Well, Pam, this was really great. I learned a lot. Um, and I would encourage anyone who has not watched uh, Pamela's webinar to check it out. It's one of the best ones I've seen. Um, they do a really good job with some interactive demos. So there's a link to that in the description of our episode. So thanks again, Pam. Really enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank you, Kenny and Carrie, for having me here. I have a really good time and I learned something new. It was our pleasure, Pam. Thank you, everyone, for joining Kenny and me for the Operation Automation Podcast. If you have topics you would like to hear discussed on future episodes, please send them to our email address, omrannow at omran.com, with podcast idea in the subject line. Also, if you would like to submit a song to us, we are looking for intro and outro music options. This can be submitted to the same email. Finally, all of the cool things you learn on this podcast can be found on automation.omran.com. Until next time, we put the fun in factory automation. <laughs>